right. So welcome, friends, to a whole new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness, and I'm your guide, Laura Bender. So today our guest is Debbie Anderson, and she's a natural healer who's also insightfully been using tarot and oracle decks, uh, giving intuitive spiritual readings for over 35 years in the UK, Canada, US, and Australia. Um, so at the time when I uh, was looking at her bio, it does say she lives in Ontario, Canada, but when I recorded this episode with her, she actually told me this awesome story that uh, she, they went to Mexico to travel, um, just to kind of travel, have her, have a break, have a vacation, and they end up kind of getting stuck there. So it's going to be your new residence. So lucky her. Um, but she's also a clairvoyant medium and her abilities have kind of opened her up to many mystical uh, communications. So we're going to talk about um, just kind of synchronization and say, and such like that today. So anyway, thanks again for tuning in and I'll check in with you on the other side. All right. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank um, you. So, me. yeah, exactly. So amongst many things, um, you're a clairvoyant. You work a lot with energy in so many different ways. Yep. So I want to know how, and I'm sure our listeners do as well. How did you fully step into this journey? Well, it's, and this is where I always say um, for anybody that knows Willie Nelson as a singer, he always says, it took me 40 years to become an overnight success because people only see him as a successful musician and writer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like all of us, it doesn't just happen overnight. We have to put in the time, we have to put in the energy, we have to put in the work. So mine started when I was a, a small child. I was seeing spirit. I certainly didn't understand it. That was back in the late 1950s and those kind of things, especially in the UK, were not topics of discussion. And we certainly didn't have uh, Google and places where we could research those kind of things. Right. It was a case of, yeah, no, whatever. And so I was sort of, I don't know, identified as a precocious child that would say things. And in my teenage years, I just knew things. Mm -hmm. and would say them to people and some people would get upset and some people would say you shouldn't do that kind of thing it's evil and uh I think the the turning point for me and I I share this story because we've all been on public transport when somebody is talking to themselves okay or saying something and we're like oh okay step back I'm not sure on this and that's exactly what I did as this 11 or 12 year old I can't remember which age I was coming coming home from school on a bus mm -hmm. I was sitting looking out the window I was in the uh, double decker as they were called in those days and coming home from school and I happened to look down and I saw Jesus okay mm -hmm. and some of your uh, listeners may roll their eyes or whatever but I saw him I leapt up assuming everybody else could see him and said, said look there's Jesus there's Jesus so oh yeah from the other side of the the coin I go yeah okay well of course I could see people on the bus are looking at me and going hmm okay and of course this was in the 1960s so again no cell phones no kind of you know but thankfully so, no one was recording that, or anything <laughs> like that. nothing was happening like that oh uh, exactly so anyway it got back to my mom and she obviously heard it from friend on the bus or something and then I was sort of um taken to see a psychiatrist now in those days 
uh, when you went to see a psychiatrist, the chances are you would have been put in a lovely little white coat. Yeah, you shocked. <laughs> wrapped around you, shocked shock or whatever, because they would assume that it was, you know, uh, either um, schizophrenic or whatever. They didn't even right. have bipolar in those days. So at that point, I'm sitting in the psychiatrist's office still in this, I don't know if it was innocence or stupidity. I'm not sure. I like to say mm. naivety. And Spirit basically said to me, kid, you're going to have to suck this up. You're going to have to say you made it all up. I'm like, but why? I really didn't understand why. Yeah. But this kept on being a reoccurring um, thing that happened in my life. So at that time, I said, no, I made it all up. I was just attention, you know, wanting attention and stuff because my mother got very upset, as, as mothers do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so after that, I sort of closed it down a little bit and was very cautious on who I opened up to. And it wasn't really till um, my early 20s, I think, and I, I had been reading tarot. Somebody gave me a tarot deck many, many years ago, and I would do tarot readings for people. And I saw this post in this uh, in the newspaper saying that there were tarot classes in the local um, college, uh, evening classes. So I thought, I want to know how to do this properly. Okay. And this is where uh, I had a big learning curve. I went along, the classes were great and um, the teacher was great and all those kind of things. But what I realized at that at some point was that I was reading the cards and not taking it verbatim of how the structure of the cards work. And anybody that's done tarot will understand what I mean there. I was getting this information and the cards were just a tool that I used to lay out before me, but they are in no way in relation to what I was giving to the person. So it was obviously spirit connected. Uh, but it was there I met other people that also work like this. <clears throat> so uh, this is why we say to people when we <clears throat> attend a class or we go somewhere or we learn something, sometimes it's not that um, class that we're supposed to learn from, but we meet people there or we hear something, well, that's the reason that we've gone there. And I think this is where all of us need to trust in that. So that was where I met some um, folks we decided to. And again, this is early 1970s. Again, none of this stuff was out there. So we we started a little group. We would One of us would read a book or go on a course or we'd go on courses and things if they were available and just teach each other and learn from each other. And so that's how it sort of went. And um, it was a beautiful journey. I got to um, connect with some amazing people. And that's when I was, we found out about the, um, the metaphysical, metaphysical college that was in Stansted, Essex, which was the Arthur Findlay um, College. I think it was then just called the Arthur Findlay College of Spiritual Learning or something like that. I can't even remember. But anyway, I went there and it was like, I'm home. All these other people there on this course cool. learning about healing and learning about um, clairvoyance and things like that. And it was like, there are others out there, a bit like going to the Harry Potter, you know, yeah, yeah. School kind of thing, you know, all of the people are there uh, are doing their magic kind of thing. So uh, that was one of, I think, the biggest turning points in my life to realize that my journey was similar to other people's journey of their childhood and that kind of thing. And getting to um, sit at the feet of some masters of that time to learn and uh, move forward. But here's the thing. 
in our humanness, and I think we were talking about this before we went on air, that in our humanness, uh, we are spiritual, but we're human first. And part of what we are here to do is to experience, to um, go through different things, good, bad, and ugly. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it it covers that whole thing because we can't always be happy. We can't always be sad. We have that whole bag kind of thing. And it's when we're ready to learn and what we're ready to take forward from it. So one of the things that happened during that is the, um, one of the master mediums there, he said, you will do stage mediumship, but you will not do this until you are in your fifties. Okay. And I'm looking at him. I'm in my twenties. I'm like, I don't wait till I'm an old lady. You've got to be freaking kidding me, man. Like, what am I supposed to do in this period of time? Like, what am I doing in the next like 20 more years? (laughs) Yeah. And so anyway, I continued learning, doing my work, um, honing my skills as it was. And he was correct. He wasn't trying to punish me. He was hearing from spirit because I did one-on-one readings. I would do, you know, go uh, tour across Canada and the States and so forth, doing these, like being there, but I had never done platform mediumship. And it truly wasn't until I was in my fifties that I started doing platform mediumship. So again, sometimes when somebody tells us this, it's not in any way to deter us, but I was seeing it as a deterrent. I'm like this eager little beaver. I want to get out there and do it, do it, do it. Right. Do it. And uh, so for me, and it wasn't, I had completely forgotten that until, uh, and actually the, the funny thing about it was I had been butting against doing platform mediumship, like big groups. I love just doing one-on-ones with people. I loved having that personal approach and being able to just connect with that one person's family in spirit. So it, again, it wasn't a punishment. So sometimes in life, especially when we're given something from spirit, never see it as a deterrent or a way that they're trying to stop us. They're maybe just saying, you know what? It isn't going to happen for a few years or a few months. That's why when people go for reading sometimes with people, whether it's a tarot reading, a spiritual reading or whatever, and spirits say it's going to be all the reading in the cards, it says it's going to be this far ahead. And we're like, I want it now. They're not trying to punish you. They're not trying to punish you. They're just, you've asked a question, they're answering you. Just like a mother will say, you can't have candy. We're going to have supper soon. It's yeah, not a exactly. it's a reality, you know, yeah. if you have candy, you're not going to enjoy your supper. So yeah. And even kind of like, like you were mentioning before we started recording, you know, there were things, elements of that conversation that actually really were very synchronistic with what's going on with me personally. Yeah. So it kind of leads me to the next question. Okay. So when you're working with these energies and we have these experiences that seem to kind of come together. Mm. Um, these synchronicities that like kind of propel us forward. So how do you actually harness that energy and help manifest and create things with that? Well, this is the big thing. We have to be in total awareness that every moment of our lives, we are given direction. Okay. We hear something, we see something, we sense something but we don't always follow through because we, we dismiss it. We go, now it's just this or that. Okay. And I'll give an example of something that um, happened to me and it was just something so insignificant that it could have been dismissed, but I truly 
trust and believe in the work I do. So I have a friend that is in Australia. I have lots of friends around the world, but this particular friend in Australia. And all of a sudden, I started thinking of her. I was driving to do a course. This was some years ago. I was driving to do a course. And then in my car, I'm stopped at traffic. And in front of me is this big truck with a kangaroo on it. Okay, so that's an indication. I started, somehow she's come into my thoughts. Now I see a kangaroo, like Australia. You can see where we're putting these pieces Mm -hmm. of the jigsaw together. And then um, I was starting to pull away. And then I saw a car, like in Australia, a lot of the vehicles have the exhaust over the top of the car, not underneath. So if they're going through rough terrain, it doesn't damage it. Or if they're going through water, you don't see those very often in Canada. To see a car like that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to contact her as soon as I get home. I've had three messages here from spirit. Yeah. Okay. When they start, when we start getting what I call interconnected information, and we have to be aware of it. Okay. We can maybe dismiss the first one and go, oh, that was me just being whatever. When we keep getting these and spirit will find a way in which they are trying to connect you. Another one, you know, when we are driving along, sometimes we turn left instead of right, okay? And we're like, oh, shoot, now I've got to go all the way around the houses to get to where I need to go to. And then we get into that kind of thing. Done it, been there, got, done that, got the scars. But maybe that turning the wrong direction was intentional from spirit guiding us. So usually now when that happens to me, I start to look out, okay, is there something on this route? Because it's not a route I usually take. So what on this route am I going to see? Like sometimes we end up in a different coffee shop just because our coffee shop wasn't open. Maybe that was not open for a reason. And when we go into the other coffee shop, there's someone we meet there, we hear something, we see something. So this is why I always say keep your spidey senses open. (laughs) And I love uh, that because... That is what how we um, connect. There is no linear line that says, hey, this is it. And they may happen over a sequence of days. They may happen sometimes we get information in dream state. That's why I always say to people, when you get something in your, always keep a a journal or something, write it down. Because if it's like me, if I get up, start moving around, that piff, it's gone. It's just like disappears into the ether. So if I write it down straight away uh, or I repeat it to myself two or three times, then it stays in my conscious thoughts. There's things there that maybe spirit are trying to get messages to us and that synchronistic way that they do, they communicate with us. So synchronicity is coincidences, things that just happen, but we sometimes just don't put it together. We just go, oh, yeah, I saw the butterfly today. I thought of my mom, but in spirit, but now it can't be her. Why not? And this is why I say to people, if you sensed somebody when you saw something, then take that a little bit further. And this is where I always say, speak in your head and just say, is that you, mom? And then wait. You may not get a resounding, yes, of course it's me. What do you realize? Like, come on, you know. (laughs) We've got all these other thoughts that are going on. This is why when we sit in meditation or we're sleeping, we go into the REM, the rapid eye movement sleep, which takes us into that deep state, that theta state, that we can be connected. 
to spirit. We can be connected to all of those ethereal connections that happen and they can communicate with us. So, um, you know, the uncanny coincidence is the strange things, call it serendipity, um, synchronicity, whatever you like. Those are where we are needing to stop and connect. And especially if they, you know, because some people say it's really weird. And I go, no, it's not really weird. Tell me. <laughs> like, I want to know. <laughs> there, is, there is no weirdness, but we think it's weirdness. And, you know, it's usually, well, I saw a butterfly or then I saw, or I saw a bird and then I saw another bird. You know, so I said, okay, so who did you think about? Well, my dad. Okay. All right. So have you had your communication with your dad? Well, no, because I don't know how to. I said, you just got to say it in your head. Even write it on a piece of paper and say it put it by their picture. Like we, we, we want to overcomplicate things, but the other thing about it and with the but I'm adding there is we want the easy button. Mm-hmm. We were okay. talking about this and beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> this needs to be a process. You know, there is not an easy button if we go on a diet. Okay. We could take the pills, the potions or whatever, but we have to do the work. There's no easy button. And if we're having to go through some treatment, medical treatment, there's no easy button if we want to quit smoking or some other addiction. It's a process. Okay. So when we understand and accept that, you know, I'm I'm 64 years of age. I've been honing my skills since I was four. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I still haven't reached perfection. Because I always say to people, to reach perfection, then <laughs> frankly, I'm not going to be here. Why would I stay here any longer? But every part, of, I think people are in that rush, rush. I want to do this. I, you know, And I'm like, what's your rush? Like, let's just do it and, and do it. And the other thing is you're here for yourself. And some people are going to go, <gasps> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. We're here for ourselves. You, I always say to people. We wrote a contract out before we incarnated this life, if you believe in reincarnation. Okay, when we incarnate in this life, we write a contract out of what we want to experience. I must admit there are many times I've said to Spirit, can I go back and read the small print because I'm sure I wouldn't have agreed to this. Okay, we've yeah. all had those moments in our life. But every time when I always say the shift has hit the fan, okay, the shift has mm-hmm. hit the fan. I learn something from it. Sometimes is I don't want to ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I had to clear something in myself or somebody from my life or whatever it was. Okay. But at that point when we take in that suck in that air, <gasps> when we go into that um, huge shift, it's like, of course, all of us want to be the other side of it. I do definitely. I'm I'm not a masochist. I don't want to yeah. go through this pain. I don't want to create it, but it was put before me for whatever reason. Right. Maybe without me even consciously being awareness, I have said something like, oh wow, my life is so great at the moment. I hope something bad doesn't happen. Yeah. So kind of thinking about that too, again, this was something we talked about before we started recording. So you have this major shifts that come in these major energies. Um, So how, 
how do you feel? How can we harness these and how can we use these energies to create a balance? So, okay, the balance is a big thing. And this is what I say to somebody. It First of all, acknowledge it. Don't see it as you're being punished, okay? Because that's what we do. I'm being punished for something I really must have done wrong. No. In your contract somewhere, you said, I want to come here this time. Because when we're in energy, let me just step back. When we're in energy form, like if we're <clears throat> connecting with spiritual beings, ethereal beings, they're always love and light, okay? They're not here experience because sometimes I think spirit, you're not li- living my life. So don't give me love and light here. I need some realistic stuff. Okay. But they're in love and light because that's when we go back to energy, we're in love and light. We chose to come here to experience. So whether that was love, whether that was hatred, whether that was whatever, whatever, whatever. And we all, all of the people that are here in this incarnation at this moment, chose to be here at this time yeah okay so when we accept that from whatever you're going through and usually it's not the good experiences we go oh I don't really want to do this it's usually the not so good ones okay right. so when uh I okay so I'll give you an example here I married very young I married at 16 crazy I know (laughs) I had my son at 18 absolutely crazy but here's the thing as it turned out after I had my son at 18 I could not have any more children I kept miscarrying I kept aborting and then they found out I had fibroids that filled my uterus and I had to have everything removed Mm -hmm. so was that a synchronistic process that I met my man to be my husband at that point to have my child at that stage so I could have my child because I always jokingly say to my son you broke the mold that's why <laughs> no other children but if we accept all of those steps and now that man in that was in my life then is no longer in my life he's the ex mm-hmm. maybe I had to meet him at that time to have my son Uh, our son sorry our son at that time and to go through all that maybe that was what it was supposed to be okay yes we can get caught up in the emotions because that's what we're here to go through but I have taken away the nuggets and I call them nuggets of that relationship and for many years after we became exes to each other it was a hard relationship now we can communicate understanding that we were both in each other's life for a reason at that time. And that's why I say to people, people come into your lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And when we accept and honor that, then the rest, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> but, but if we get caught up in the emotions and hang on to it, you know, um, I know somebody that has been, in fact, It was my mother. It's my mother, okay? My parents divorced when I was four. Mm -hmm. My father went off and had his life and sadly wasn't in our life. And my mother uh, created this energy around what she felt we should feel about our father. Fast forward many years later, I was in my 30s and my father came back into my life. And it was a bit of a struggle. And at that 
at the time when we got to have the conversations, as it were, mm-hmm. I actually said to him, um, you know, because my mother was very upset that I was connected with him. And <clears throat> I said to him, do you ever think of mom? He said, no, I don't. How's she doing? Is she doing well? So in his mind, he had released and severed and gone. Yeah. But in my mother's mind, she was sadly still caught up in that emotion of it. Now, I was 35 in my 30s, I think 35 at the time when I reconnected with my father. I was four when they divorced and my mother was still holding that. So has it stopped, deterred in her life? I don't know. But when I severed from my ex... I let him go. I let him go with love. And uh, many people said to me, how can you do that? How All the things he's done to me. I said, look, if I don't release him with love, mm-hmm. I've got that bag with me that I'm carrying into other relationships throughout my life and all of those kind of things. And I think this is like when we do that cathartic purge of our stuff every so often. We just have to get rid of it. We give it to the charity shop. We sell it or whatever. Mm-hmm. We just have to do it. We're impulsed or we just feel that we need to do it. And that's what I say to people. Just let it go, purge it, give it to the charity shop, let the person go and just take keep the nuggets that you can. Like my son is an amazing nugget. Okay, what I learned and went through, the good, the bad and the ugly in that relationship, I've taken the nuggets with me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I met my husband, I could not cook. I'm 16, Okay. And I learned to cook. Okay. That's a nugget. Yeah. He was he was privy to some of my huge disasters. <laughs> but that's how we learn. So these are nuggets. And that's what I say to people at that point. Yes, they may be doing this, this, and this, but the more you keep hanging on to that, the more it's going to be, you're going to be tied to that. So yeah. hopefully that. I, I think I went off topic there. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Well, how do you, um, so, okay. Thinking about balance real quick before we kind of finish up with that last question, but cause it kind of ties into this a little bit. Yeah. So when you're thinking about how do you create that balance within yourself even too? Um, so you're taking those energies, you're harnessing them somehow and using them to kind of create this place that yeah. just kind of it's balanced, I guess it'd be the way yeah. to put it. And this is where I say to people, there is no rule of engagement here. Each of us, as I said a a little while ago, each of us are here for our own journey. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we can help other people. We can be a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, or whatever. But the end result is we're here for ourselves and doing that we have to know what our pathway is and throughout our journey I'm telling you we will edit and change it's called life okay so if you're expecting somebody to throw you that roadmap that leads you from a to b without any hurdles without any um, diversion then it's not going to happen When we get led down a pathway, when we get to that point, and I just had that I explained to you at the beginning, I'm in Mazalan, Mexico at the moment. I trust in what spirit are guiding me to do. And trust is a huge word with little recourse on it. 
Okay. Yeah. They don't give you a little guarantee card saying, put the slot in here when you're ready to use it. We have to feel it. We have to live it. And yes, there's hiccups along the way. Nothing smooth sailing. Like we have to be in that energy. We, I, if I'm not sure of something and I'm, I'm hearing from spirit, this is what I need to do. Then I meditate. I sit, I ask questions and I may ask more questions and more questions. I, I feel that my guides and helpers probably uh, sometimes rolling their eyes going, what a pupil she is. She's really asking way too much. She's not just trusting us, but that's my humanness. Just yeah. as everybody has a humanness. So everything in life is a transition. If I go back to where I was five years ago, 10 years ago, back and back and back, things that I wanted to do as a child, none of those came to pass, but other things came instead of them. Do I look back on that with regrets? No. So this is the big thing here. Follow your path. If your path is taking you zigzagging everywhere and you really don't know where you're supposed to go, just follow it. There's a reason that you're going on that particular pathway. Uh, Meditate, journal. And meditation doesn't have to be an arduous journey because people say, I can't meditate. I said, go for a walk. Go for a walk in nature. Go and sit with your feet or swim in water. Like, Go and connect with what you feel is good. Yes, switch off your social media. You don't want the pinging, tinging distractions. If listening to music or reading a book or watching a movie is your way to meditate, do it. There is no hard and fast rule. The big thing is that connection with your inner you. And your inner you, whether it's your gut, your solar plexus, whether it's your heart, whether it's your head, whether it's your third eye, whether it's your root or any of the chakras or just I want to go and have play with my grandkids or my kids for the day. Follow that. You know, I was yeah. on a on a bad day, and we all have bad days, including me. I connect either with my grandchildren or I go to a park, not in a creepy way, and just watch children play. Because you're just observing more. Or they less. just, yeah. You just feel their joy, their freedom, their energy. There is no I've got to do this or it's 10 o'clock so I have to eat or 12 o'clock I have to eat or whatever. They just do it. If they're hungry, they'll eat. If they're tired, they'll sleep. If they're not, yes, I know I had one of those children too. (laughs) So, uh, you know, just go and absorb that energy, that frequency because it'll lift you or watch a funny movie. You know, I I love, you know, I, I have certain things on Facebook which... I call my funny bone and I will, if I'm feeling on a low, I'll just go to that page on, on the social media and I'll just read the, the funny posts that they put on there, whether they're politically correct or not. You know, if it's raising my vibration, then that's all that matters because yeah. I'm disconnecting from that energy. Yes, for people that are going to say, yeah, but when you're going through this stuff, you have to deal with it. Yes, you do, but you don't have to, what is it, eat the elephant all in one bite? Yeah. Take a little good, bit of That's time. a good way to think about it. Yeah. Kind of uh, leading into what I was going to talk about last. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of stuff in 2020. I mean, again, we were talking about this beforehand and, and kind of how the shift happens within the next, yeah. this, this year. 
So what do you feel is your most valuable lesson that you learned during 2020? Trust. (laughs) Trust in spirit. Trust in, even though some people go to me, you're crazy. How could you do this? You know, like at the moment, I'm selling my, uh, my husband and I are selling our condominium in Canada. And people said, but you've got such beautiful stuff. You've got so many crystals and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I am so detached from them because they're just stuff. And so it's like everybody else's emotions are trying to emanate. And I say to people, I appreciate how you're feeling, but that's not how I'm feeling. Uh, You know, I've in my journey thus far, I moved lots of times in the UK uh, two different locations, and I had to give up stuff and then re- recreate stuff. I moved from the UK to Canada. I moved from one part of Canada to another part of Canada, and now I'm moving to Mexico. Will that be my last destination? I have no idea. I have no idea. But it did recall, like sometimes we say something at, uh, at a um, uh, opportune time and then we it erases and then it comes back at that um, time when it's supposed to and I can remember when I was leaving England and selling up everything and just literally a few goods and chattels as it were uh, coming to Canada with not knowing anything about Canada I'd never visited Canada before I just trusted and somebody said to me so Canada's now going to be your home and this is what I replied <laughs> For now, and I sort of looked up to spirit and like, you've got to be kidding me. I've just sold everything. I'm moving to Canada and you say for now. And the person looked at me and I looked at them and just said, and here I am with that for now. Right. <laughs> Although I, I guess, you know, that would actually be a good, a great lesson to, I guess, take with you just to trust in your yes. spirit, your source and trust yeah. that it'll guide you to where you need yeah. to go. And, and actually shocking, yeah. asking questions to confirm it. Like I always say with spirit and my, my guys, they're like, Oh God, here she goes again. She's going to ask the same question again. Rephrase the question. Yeah. I always but, need to ask questions over yeah. and over. over again. <laughs> I they feel like I'm that. never, yeah. I feel like I'm never getting a straight answer. I just, I think I kind of want it to be black and white and it's never, yeah. it never is. It's, it's never. always kind of gray. So like, I always yeah, say, whatever. I always say to people, it's sometimes the intangible and spirit do not work in our 24 seven, seven <laughs> days a week, however many days a year, they do not work in that sphere. So when they say it's soon, it's an, what is it? I always say it's like a open-ended question. Yeah. And then, you know, when my uh, dad was diagnosed with lung cancer, that was a question I asked. And it wasn't one that really spirit would or could answer for me. But I had to ask it because at that time, yeah. uh, my husband and I were setting up our tour dates across Canada. And it was more so of, should I step back and wait or should I go ahead and do the tour dates? And when I got told um, your tour dates start them in April, I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, and that was all I got. So, and my dad actually died in March. Okay. Yeah. So So it was kind of telling you, just kind of pause for a moment. Yeah. And of course, usually we would start in March, but I was told April, and that's when we actually started our tour dates in that year that he died. Again, sometimes we don't get the answers we want to hear. Oh, gosh, that's happened so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. But 
maybe I don't know that well. (laughs) That's the way I look at it because that's why I say trust. I've had to trust. I have had to trust. No, I've wanted to trust now in spirit. And I'm here now. Where that's going to end, what's, how that's going to play out for me, I don't know. So every day I w- wake up, I set my intention for that day of what I'm going to do. Like I'm today I'm with you and then I have yes. other things afterwards. Do it like that. You don't have to plan down the road. You don't have to do that. Yes, if you're going to college and you're choosing a subject matter, but then I know many people that have got there and changed their yep. <laughs> subject matter. That's and that's okay. Yeah. We had to maybe have that first little piece of it to get us there to do that. So yeah. again, our journey is like this. It's almost like a zigzag, a heartbeat, in fact, if we take it like this. Mm-hmm. And if we don't bite it and we just go okay I didn't like that but now okay I know that this is going on to the next thing and yes it may take you two years to understand that or accept it but the less we butt our heads against it and I've been hearing from so many people in the last two years that have said you know what this time I've had where I've been away from people, away from that and away from this, I've connected more to my inner self. And now it's like, I get the answers. And I'm like, that's all. And I don't think, I know spirit didn't create this, but now we have that time. And if you want to watch a crazy movie, great. If you want to meditate, great. If you want to go out for a walk, and be in nature or whatever, great. If you want to be online and search through eBay, great. Like there is no hard and fast rules, but I sometimes find that if I'm playing a, what I call a mindless game on, um, on my phone, mm-hmm. because it's mindless, spirit can give me all this wonderful information. <laughs> that's yeah, the, way, that's the way it works, I guess, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So all right. whatever we do, we're supposed to do it. Do it with intention. Yeah. Know why you're doing it and follow your path all the way. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, Debbie, thank you so much again for your time and your energy today. I appreciate this conversation. I think we'll have to talk a little bit after yeah, we can, the recording. We <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, have a great rest of your day and we'll take care and talk soon. Thank you. Blessings to you. All right. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Debbie. And as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.